Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You're only as good as your word, and he stands by his. This is The Roy Green Show. Sometimes I just count the riffs, you know, when a, when a song starts. I just want to see how many times I play the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And whether it's like that damnably annoying Bell Canada riff that they've been playing for years when you're on hold. It's I'm sure somebody's making some royalties on that, but, oh, it's just so frustrating. This is kind of like, uh, it's my chance to, to whine because... Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, and Catherine Swift were always so kind to me. One thing I can say, Roy, first world problems. True. <laughs> <laughs> and we love the beast. Oh, we, thank we you. Do, Roy. Thank you so much. God bless you. <laughs> always love the bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen. Um,. Let's get at the first issue here, and this one, I saw this one, of course, I immediately thought of, of Linda, and, uh, and then I thought about some questions that I've seen on, uh, I received an email particularly where somebody was asking about this very issue, and the headline is, Household Debt is Financial Times. Household t- debt has ballooned to a record high, but Polos stays clear of the doomsday scenario, that's the Bank of Canada governor. And then the email that I received was after we had talked about the record high family and consumer debt that is being carried by Canadians. And some of the questions that were asked were, how much should household debt be compared to household income? What indebtedness is sensible and what is not? When should you recognize the debt load is beyond its limit? And what do you rid yourself of if debt is too painful. So I'm f- I think those are all really good questions. Really? Yeah. Yep, good questions. So so let's start then with how much should household debt be compared to household income? Who wants to take that one on? I'll take it on. Okay. Because I used to do calculations for mortgages when I was with the bank. And seriously, it was between 30 Five and forty percent total debt service ratio, and you know that was a safe limit. That was, you know, you can push it a bit, but now we're way beyond that, Roy. And Linda, over to you. No, oh, well, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. There you go. Uh, it is so true. And now we, as you know, Ottawa is clamped down, and we've got stress testing on mortgages for fear because we are seeing interest rates go up. But we are seeing the Bank of Canada governor saying, oh, well, don't worry, we're okay here. And uh, I think one of the questions, Roy, was, you know, 
what do we have to back it up? So I, I did a little research, and we have assets, Roy, Canadian families, of $12 trillion. We have debt of over $2 trillion. So if households were to cash out everything to pay off their debt, they would have over $200,000, I suspect, with some mortgage debt that we have in this country, Canadians owe a lot more than that. So when you look at the assets, you say, fine. But the biggest asset there is the real estate. And we all yeah. know in Vancouver, look at how they're up again. And now the Vancouver is, is looking at cutting back on these condo flips that are pushing prices even higher. We've got a foreign tax, which we've got here in Ontario. Toronto is out of sight. What happens, let's say, if those that asset, our biggest asset, was to crash? This yeah. could really hurt a lot of you know, this is something. That, what is good debt? Mortgage debt is considered good debt because you're yeah. building an equity and assets. But we have said time and time on your show, Roy, that a lot of Canadians have been using their home as an ATM mm-hmm. and borrowing yeah. against that equity. What's bad debt? Credit card debt. Okay. Payday loans, 28.8%, 30 and higher. And payday loans, I call them usury rates. If you're in trouble, oh my goodness, first of all, a cheaper line of credit can wipe out some of that debt. Be smart right now. In fact, everybody should be looking at their debt loads and doing some calculations and get rid of that high cost debt and take everything under control. Because the Bank of Canada the governor may not be worried. I am worried, Roy. I am worried. I can tell. Um, I, so, so can I. So, yeah. So, so, so Catherine, one thing that we have to remember is that there's 24-7 service at the Godfather Loan Company. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Yeah, well, I must say, you know, and Linda mentioned it and, and Michelle alluded to it, that so much of the debt is is housing. Uh, and when housing prices maintain themselves, I mean, you, you can set a percentage, and I don't disagree with what Michelle said with regard to the, you know, the logical kind of level of debt. But the 2008 massive recession worldwide was caused <laughs> primarily by the collapse of housing in the U.S. and the fact that they had loaned a lot of people money to buy big, big houses that, frankly, they couldn't afford. And how much of that will affect Canada now? I mean, anybody's... I don't believe we're anywhere near that, you know, replicating that 2008. Of course, we didn't think that in 2008 either. Well, that's... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That That is the challenge, is that these things are never predicted, and if they were, a lot of people would make a pot full of money. You know, I remember we were down in Naples, Florida, just at that time, and you could buy turnkey beautiful condos for 90 grand. Yeah, really. 90 grand. Well, there was a lot of bargains to be had after everything crashed. But I must say, though, in a a bigger picture sense, what gets me about Stephen Pelos, and I I know the guy, he's a fellow economist and all that jazz, but he, he opines about consumer debt from time to time, and yet he also supports the government spending bazillions of dollars to stimulate the economy when the economy is already growing, and I'm sorry, but government debt is also a massive problem for every single Canadian, because mm-hmm. that's yeah. debt we owe. Yeah. So I, I find his comments sometimes a little bit too focused on the consumer side, which deserves some focus, but why isn't he castigating governments? Uh, and, and he seems to go along with them and say, oh, government spending, hey, it's boosting yeah. the economy. Well, yeah. yeah, 
until the next recession, and then we're in really big trouble. Michelle, back to the banker. When should you recognize that the debt load that you're carrying as a family or as an individual is beyond its limit? Is it as simple as saying, I can't be, I have to to borrow from Peter to pay Paul? To me, it's a percentage, Roy. And it was a rule of thumb. So it may have, the bar may have been risen to, uh, you know, beyond 40 to 45%. But what are the road signs that tell you I'm in over my head? If you can't afford to not get a paycheck for a week or two weeks or a month and you're dead in the water, that's a sure sign. Amazing, isn't it, Linda, that we have to, uh, and I'm not putting anybody down, but that we have to be reminded of the obvious. I know, but I think... We've just become so conditioned to saying, can we afford the payments as opposed to how much is it? Well, and there used to be, let's go back, we discussed this, we used Mm -hmm. to not be able to buy anything, like layaway. You didn't get that item until you paid for it. Now we're in a world of debt, and let's not forget that those guys on Wall Street... We're encouraging this. And, in fact, they took that bad debt that Catherine was alluding to, people buying homes, falsifying income statements, on and on and on. Subprime madness was going to go bust, and they made it into asset-backed commercial paper, put a AAA credit rating on it, floated it out to the world, and brought down the economy. And you know what, Linda? Yep. They never learned the lesson. No, now they're doing it with cars, car yeah, loans. Yeah, oh, it's bizarre. And it by the way, bizarre. politicians enabled that. Yeah, I, I do blame the banks, no question. But let's not forget, politicians in the U.S. and elsewhere, to some extent. Which I'm not a politician anymore, Catherine. Oh, I, Michelle, far be it <laughs> from me to <laughs> criticize you. But, you know, but I, but I think we have to remember that government policies in the U.S., and it was both parties, Republicans and Democrats, so there's no, you know, yep. there's no one blameless uh, soul here. Um, they encouraged people to buy houses when, frankly, they couldn't afford them. Not only not only did they encourage Catherine, they almost made it obligatory. Exactly, yeah. and they and people were buying massive houses. I mean, if they bought something, you know, reasonable, but no, no, people thought, "Hey, <laughs> I'm going to buy a mansion," <laughs> and and it, of course, it all came crashing down. So mm-hmm. no money down, Catherine. Yep. yep. And and some and time, it, you know, some no lending. big. Payments, okay. Interest only. Okay, so here is a question I have for you. Then, the last question that came in that uh, in that particular email, or maybe it was a couple of emails. We have to take a break, and then I'll ask you this: What do you rid yourself of if debt is too painful? Because some of the things that you've bought that you have trouble making the payments on have now become a part of your daily routine, a part of your daily life. For the car that you bought and spent too much money on, and the payments are high, uh, suddenly is now something that you require to get to work and back, and you can say, well, trade it in, but you're only going to get wholesale on a trade, and wholesale is going to be significantly lower, maybe, than what you still owe on the car. And, and so anyway, I'll ask you what it is that you get rid yourself of if debt is too painful. We'll come back with the beauties after this. One of the most respected and experienced broadcasters in the industry. This is The Roy Green Show.
Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Follow me there. And, uh, you know, our webpage is RoyGreenshow.com. You can post your thoughts next to my comments and my posts. And you can listen back or download any of the segments on this program in the podcast. We're back with Catherine Swift uh, and uh, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, LL, at L. Leatherdale, and at Michelle Simpson. They're the beauties, and I'm the other part of it. I always trouble saying <laughs> beast. That just sounds so un. Politically incorrect. I just looked at a, at, a, at a tweet from the Toronto Sun. Higher gas prices could torpedo Trudeau just like Joe Clark in 79. So I was thinking, Joe Clark was torpedoed in 79 by high gas prices. Who torpedoed him? Joe, uh, Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> Got his finger on the torpedo button. <laughs> anyway. anyway. So if you're in debt, if you're over your head, uh, and you know it, and you recognize the fact that I'm robbing from Peter to pay Paul and I can't continue to do this because people are calling me at 3 o'clock in the morning. What do you rid yourself of, Catherine, if the debt is too painful? Well, I think one should rid oneself of government. Done. Okay, <laughs> fine. That I love solves it. Given that. Given the government um, claims uh, just under half of our income wastes tens of billions of dollars that we know about, and I'm sure there's lots more waste that we don't know about, overpays its employees who retire early with all manner of benefits on our dime. But I, I, I know I'm being a little bit facetious, but not that facetious. If government didn't suck so much of the life out of our wallets, our, our living standards, we would be much, much better off in Canada. And we Canadians are too complacent. We need to demand better. They take a ton of our money. Isn't that exactly what Linda Leatherdale said a few weeks ago when Linda said we should be able to afford our taxes? Yep, we should. We can't. We should be able to afford our taxes instead of thinking, oh, my God, it's April the 30th. How am I going to feed the kids and feed the government? That's right. True. So, Linda, what do you get rid of? Well, you know, you talked about cars, and i got to say, I listened to your show, Roy, when I'm out in Vancouver. Oh, my goodness, look at what they're paying in taxes on gasoline and all of the nah, fees. That's crazy, isn't they, it? So, you know what, I'm going to say if you're in a big city and you do have a car, you may have a car loan. It might be cheaper than credit cards, for example, but get, you can downsize and get rid of it because now you can actually share cars and you can share insurance if you need one. So that's an option, but it's certainly if you're on the prairies and you, <laughs> you need a car to get back and forth. But credit cards, I go back to this. What's in your wallet? If you've got four or five credit cards and you're accumulating all What's these in my points, wallet. I'm going to go on a trip. No, you're overspending. Get, cut them up. Take one and be reasonable. But pay down that debt. And that's what I say. Get rid of those Credit card. Okay, what's in my wallet? Twenty-five bucks. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I found this is a few years ago now, and I'm I'm not stupid about finances, but I, I I just had kind of accumulated these credit cards without really thinking, and I realized, and even though I wasn't even using them, and I've always paid them off every month and so on, but I realized I I could have if I borrowed to the max against all of these cards. I could have had about $350,000. Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, that affects your credit rating, right? Because they have to assume yeah, you yeah. just might do that. Well, hold on. Hold on. So there's I a serious side. A whole bunch. Catherine, there's a serious side to that. 
There are people who have been told and been informed by financial institutions, your credit rating allows you to borrow uh, to this level. And so what do they do? They do it. They go out and do it. And then they have to come face to face with the, oh, my God, they want me to pay it back now. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, the funny, the, the, the moral of the story is I cut up, I think I had six and I cut up four. And, and and I didn't need them anyway. I, I had one because I wanted gas points. You know what I mean? You get sucked sure. into all these promotions. Yeah. But um, it's much better off with very few credit cards, only when you really need them. We have two and a half minutes left. There's another headline in, uh, in the Financial Post. Economists warned Trump not to make the same mistakes that helped spawn the Great Depression. That has to do with tariffs. Is that a legitimate, Michelle, is that a legitimate warning? I, I believe so because I did some research on this, and one of the contributing factors, one of the top five, was the implementation of tariffs. And I don't think it's a good sign. Um, It's the coward's way out. In economic theory... Uh, they they talk about, through history of countries that imposed tariffs as it's called beggar thy neighbor policy. So yeah. you're, you're trying to hit the other guy and hurt them uh, to make their stuff more expensive when you bring it into your country. But what you end up hurting is everybody. And exactly. I totally agree, even though, you know, this was over 1,100 economists, Roy, and I thought, boy, if you got that many in a row, you'd never reach mm-hmm. a conclusion. But uh, I have to agree here. Trump, you know, they say he's right wing. Well, uh, being a protectionist is not being right wing. Free trade has benefited people globally in less developed countries, more developed countries. And protectionism in trade is always bad. When do we have 30 seconds? I just want to say when it comes to free trade, let's have fair trade, too. All too often, we're not seeing that. So, you know, I agree with Catherine. Protectionism, it goes to the left. That's certainly not um, what we would expect from Trump. But fair trade is key here for everybody in the world. It's called bartering. What's that? It's called bartering. I keep well, there we go. Out too. <laughs> Bravo. I, that, that has been proven. <laughs> the barter system. Yeah. Okay. That's our time, beauties. Thank you, oh. as always. You're the best. Already? Yeah, I'm afraid so, uh, because I'm going home in a minute. Okay. Okay? (laughs) Talk to you next Saturday. Next week. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye.